The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it, fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Could that intro go on any longer? You just took 30 seconds of my day. See, but sometimes you want it to go long. Well, I suppose when you're engaged in conversation, as we always are with a guest like Murray, Murray Udis uh, from the uh, Fringe Festival, artistic director. How long have you been the artistic director? I'm going into my fifth year. Okay. Yeah. But How I've long got... do you see yourself doing it? Well, we've got some monumental festival numbers coming up. We got a 40th. Mm-hmm. And if I was to have a dream, I would love to. I would love to see us through to the 50th. Right, I think that, wow. that I think that that could be a really um, uh, wonderful growth. But I mean, the industry is the industry, so who knows? They, yeah, oh no, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you bet. You want to uh, circle back before we move on to reviews? Yeah. So when I laid out my um, Home Depot review of how bad that was, right? <laughs> yeah. And and you talk about how do you get through it? I thought about the cast that day, right? So when I got up that morning. And, and so, most of the times I don't read reviews on a performance day just because of that reason, right? But I happened to read this one and I was staying with a friend and then I was going to an audition at the Citadel and it was a, a, a tri-level. There was three other, com- or two other companies that were there and it was a, and I went in and I auditioned and I was terrible. And uh, the, the lady there, she looked at me, she goes, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not actually. Wow. And, I, and I told them and they laughed at the review, but then told me their worst reviews. We had a great laugh. Asked me to audition again, and it was fantastic. Oh. Right? I finished that. I go outside. Dude's towing my car. And I'm like, stop that. Come on. No. And I just went up and said, dude, I'm having the worst day. I got the worst review of my life. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right? And 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 he dropped my car. And wow. And went on his way. Wow. And I was like, okay, there's That's, win number two. Well, so now... Try, I got to go do a performance again, you guys, because the Fringe isn't just one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about my cast, and I'm going, oh, man, how do we do this, right? And the show itself, what's interesting about the show itself is it was a, it was a farce. Like, it was actually about bad acting. It was, a, um, uh, it was called Mike Mallet Private Eye, right? It was a send-up on the Mike Hammer novel. But it's right? hard. If you're a good actor, it's hard to act bad. Yes, right? So yeah. that was the thing. And I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, sure. But acting I, I bad went, and acting drunk are actually the two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed it, brother. You nailed it. So um, I found a bunch of uh, branches that were just laying around. We were, we were getting ready at a friend's house, right? And so I just put a bunch of branches on me. So I had a bunch of wood on me when I walked into my cast. And I was like, eh? And they all just laughed. And so we broke the tension, right? Mm-hmm. We went we did a show. And I still wasn't all that recovered. Like, it was pretty damaging, those words, right? Mm-hmm. And I sat down in the beer tent after. And a gentleman rolled up, dropped a beer. And he used an explicative on how he described this person as he went, eh? This guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I saw your show. It was amazing. Wait till you see my review tomorrow. Oh, nice. And it was Colin McLean. Oh, really? Colin McLean bought me a beer and just knew. He's he just been knew. Reviewing forever. Yes. And yeah. he just knew. He's like, here's a young performer mm-hmm. that could use a little lift. The next day, we had the cover of The Sun. And we had a beautiful article in there. We had a third page of us, and that show was held over. We sold out every night, right? So it was like, it was interesting. I could have let that destroy me, or I could have worked past it, I guess, sure. is, is sort of what I'm trying to say. So now that. there's a lot of things I want to ask you about, because you've opened up a couple of cans of worms. The held over shows. Yes. How were they chosen? Um, I curate those. 
Okay. Right. So so I work really hard and 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 dig in deep to make sure that I see shows that are eligible and and of course I can't get to everything because there's just too many. So right? it's not a matter of what the show is or it's not a matter of what the attendance was. It's a matter of No, so, so, some do it. Like some go, what are the best sellers? I'm just going to lop off the top of that and those are what I'm going to hold over, right? And sometimes for me those are go hand in hand too, like a really great show. Sometimes it's sure. just a popular show. It doesn't, you know. But I try to think of the audience that's going to be there for these, and I try to give uh, a, a wide range of um, a wide range of what that might be, right? And so I go to Winnipeg, friends. We share about, on average, sixty to seventy shows that are in Winnipeg will come to Edmonton as well, right? So I just got back. As a matter of fact, they're uh, they're in July, and. Um, I'll go there and I'll see 16 shows there. I'll try to wow. see 16 here. And that's about the best I can do. I've got people that are out that are sometimes looking at shows to come out and go, oh, this blew my mind. You need to check it out. Right? And so I just kind of start to work my way through there and from that. And sometimes you get turned down because the artists are going to another festival mm-hmm. or they're going home to family or whatever, you know? Uh, we were talking about negative reviews. Yes. And I'm sure one thing you deal with year after year is parking. No matter how long this festival has been going on, I'm sure every year complaints pour in of, I couldn't find a spot and I was late for my show. I thought I could park here, but now I can't park here because Fringe is going on. Does it come down to people just taking public transit, getting dropped off by a taxi or 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 an Uber or a tap car? Is that the best way to go? Yeah, you know what? And it just saves you. Then you could have some worry-free fun, too. If you plan on spending the day and you want to get into a couple of the beer tents and you want to have some drinks and whatever, because... Number one, you can't park in Old Strathcona at the best of times. Yeah, right. That's right. During the fringe, yeah. forget about it. Like so many people are like, it, it's the tickets they get too, because there's you know there's not enough um, space between them and the intersection. Like they're too close to a stop sign. They're too close to this. There's that going on. Like it's just like it. it it's I just say, please, and we have um, a bike lockup as well. We and and public transit. Yes, get take the, the streetcar coming down across. That's mm-hmm. really scenic and wonderful. Like yes, is, and it, is the it. Arts Burns your biggest venue? Uh, well, I guess Verscona would... Uh, no, the Westbury is the largest venue that we have. Westbury. Yeah. And because it's just funny that you mentioned parking because Westbury has literally no parking. Like, it has four spots in front of the Westbury, and then you have the church parking lot... Beside, yeah, but and, that's taken. Well, yeah, and of course we take that over because that's right. you know volunteer head. Uh, we got we got our kitchen there, yeah, and yeah. we got a big busking circle. So yeah, so like even our little tiny lot with you know basically thirty spots maybe is not <laughs> even there, right? Yeah. So just I I often say when I'm on, just, just don't drive, just don't do it, don't do it, don't put yourself through that. What what about the outdoor venues? Because when you talk about the fringe and you talk about you know the indoor shows, of course, but you could actually go to the fringe and not buy a ticket. You could yeah. go to the fringe. Do, well, you have to pay for some beer if you're in the beer garden. But there's tons of entertainment on the street. So are those also, is each of those, um, you know, lotteried and they're part of the fringe or do people... Do street performers just come and perform? Nope. It's it's a lottery as well. Everything has become a lottery. What's unique about our festival comparing to, like, the fringe phenomenon that's going around is, is massive. Um... And uh, all over the world, right? Like, we're, we're the oldest and the largest in North America. And what makes us unique over a lot of the other festivals is that we have audience all day long. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we attract some of the best street performers in the world, right? We have one at our festival right now. This guy is, like, incredible. He's but if it's lottery, you could also have among the worst street yes. performers in the world. yes. That's just it's how it rolls too, right? Yeah. And 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 so there's you know the, the the thought to curate that you know you could do that, but again it's sort of like going well, where do people get to 
practice their craft? Where do they get to do what they need to do to become right? You know, the, the, so the how next... do you decide where the street performers get to set up then? So we've got a pretty good system on um, how they, they come to us. So we've got our main um, stage on, uh, uh, we've got two stages, the one in uh, ATB Financial Park, right? And so if you get stages, you then perform um, two shows a day, one on that and the other is on 84th Ave. Right, so those are the two uh, um, kind of biggest uh, uh, pitches, and we call them the outdoor shows, right? Uh, and, and 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 the main stage. And then, if you're not successful there, we have um, uh, uh, the pitches, right? And and the large pitches we call them. And there are three of those, um, and we've got one that activates now as a fourth, uh, just in our North Link on the opposite side, on the north side of the the Westbury, and it kicks in the evening. And that is, um, you go to a lottery draw every morning at 11 a.m. And you you have your busker pass. You drop it in a hat, and wow, you pull really? out, and you pick your slots for it's the a day. Lottery within the lottery. Yes, really? wow. yeah, you bet. And then you, so you that. pick your slots for the day, and then and then you know sometimes they trade and move things around, and you know they do that. And then the other component where we really bring in is. Um, uh, um, we, we call it the walk-by program, right? So it's like that could be statues. That could be ones that maybe wouldn't quite succeed on the bigger one, and they're getting their first sort of opportunities <laughs> yeah. to cut their teeth. And sometimes they're young. A lot of emerging artists are in there. There's this, uh, one kid, he comes, he's got this incredible voice, and he just stops traffic when he starts singing. And, you know, so there's that aspect, too. And sort of each feeds into each of the others, you know? So, Murray, I need to know, because one of the big attractions outside of Fringe is all the food vendors. Yeah. Is there a lottery there? Because that has to be a high-demand spot. I mean, we have the green onion cakes, the mini donuts, all the staples of many festivals throughout our city. But do you choose or do they have to get in, you know, kind of a queue to, to get into those spots? It, it is kind of a queue, yes. So 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 we will sit down and, and a lot of, um, the, once they're there, they're definitely not going anywhere. Oh, right? no. They're like, yes, we are. We are established. <laughs> Here we are. That we're staying, right? And then um, uh, there's the there's the artisan piece that's as well. But it's very much a high demand in 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 how these applications come in. So then we look at what do we have um, in like you know our, we can't have six seven hamburger stands, right? We can't have, you know, where's the variety in the food and what's going on? Some years, it's a huge, huge list that's left over, and in some years, we're looking for a couple spots. It just all depends on what other festivals got going on in the year, right? I'm I'm surprised by that, like, in the sense that you're looking for people to fill. If I was a food truck vendor, that would be one of my main stopping points every year because you go down there any day of the week, especially on a weekend. You, it's hard to tell who's watching the street performers and who's in line for food. Yeah, It's that busy. Brad, yeah. you and I should open a $5 water bottle table. Oh, man. Sausage. If there's any openings this year, Murray, let us know. Yeah, okay, for sure. I, I will hook you guys up. this is a huge moneymaker for... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you bet. We have to take a quick break here and get it out of the way. And when we come back, uh, more with Murray Yudis from the... Uh, Edmonton International Fringe Festival. All right, our last uh, little segment, uh, Murray Yudis from the Edmonton International Fringe Festival, the artistic director. Have you always had that title? Oh, thanks, Brad. Have you always had that title, or uh, were you director, producer? Where where did you start at the Fringe? Um, So when they first hired me, um, uh, my title was program director. Oh. Right? PD. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of looked at that and went, that sounds like I program computers. 
Like, where's the art in that, right? Like, I don't understand that title. I just found it very, like... Artistic director sounds a little hoity, if you don't mind me saying so. Oh, hoity. So it's it's kind of the, the, the traditional model in, in arts organizations, um, if they're a two-headed uh, um, um, monster, which, when I first got there, the structure had changed a bit and that the executive director was at the top and all the other directors were uh, the senior staff, right? And then from that, then the, down to the managers and then the rest of the staff, so forth. Um, one of the things with the, in, in the change that happened in the elevation to artistic director was the idea that, because um, um, we're not just as festival. What's crazy about us is that we're right, just can, as busy all year long. Yeah, yeah you have right? shows all year long. Yeah, right. right? And and so in, in doing that, and, and, and that change, like now the executive director and the artistic director, we both report to the board and we are we are co-leaders now. Like not, one is not the other's boss. So do you, do you have a good board? Oh yeah, great board. Like it's um, uh, a lot of uh, a combination of um, have understood what the festival is and are longtime festival goers to to some new energies that are coming sure. in. It's it's right? kind of a subjective question because depending on what you're organizing, a good board could be one that doesn't want to meet much or ask too many questions. Yes, yeah. our board is quite involved in the sense that they 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 want to they want to help out. They want to know what's going on, and we're big enough that they that the governance is very very much yeah. needed. I, I do want to ask about. Um, your perspective on the acts because you uh, don't jury them because it's a lottery you know that over the years there's been some horrifically odd I mean that's the nature of fringe right? yes and, and I'm thinking uh, having said it that way I shouldn't identify but you know I remember one that sticks out in my mind was I and I think she was at the Varscona Hotel um, and she was naked and handed out um, notepads and everyone could sketch her right right so do you never say no, right? You never... I, I think that, like, when asked this question, it's very, very interesting. I think the only thing that comes into play is, is it against the law, right? And if it is against the law, then I think that we would have to do something about it. Yeah. Right? So how do you know what they're going to do, though? Because do they describe what their act entails? Yeah. So so upon um, uh, entering the festival, there is, a, there is a description that's needed for their show, right? And then from that, we'll get further and further down the process where we'll um, ask them a bunch of technical questions and, right. and start to go through. And then if there's some stuff that you read that you kind of go... Oh, wait a minute! What you're gonna you're gonna put that in where um, firearms is what? Uh, we need to maybe have a conversation about this. Like weed's gonna be legal, but not all. Right. Yeah, no. You misspelled hallucinogenics, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, sorry. No, go ahead. Mark. I was gonna say. Uh, it's interesting is I had to do an interview in one of my first years. Um, there was an enema, uh, a mayonnaise enema that went down at Winnipeg Fringe. Right. Wow. And how much was that ticket? Oh man! Oh man! That right? seems like a six dollar ticket. <laughs> and and so when when asked, um, you know, what what well, how would you address that if it was at your festival? The first question that I had in mind was like, why? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, uh, like mayonnaise? Really? What? I don't understand. Is that good for you? I don't know if that's good for you. See, that's the thing too. Like, so let's stop being there for a second. Now I'm curious. <laughs> Because you mentioned before that there's some really professional acts that come in, and then do some people enter in the lottery to the fringe just to be dumb? I mean, just, you know, just they had no act or they had no plan on getting it or they just wanted to do something ridiculous. Kind of like showing up on American Idol. Exactly. And yeah. knowing damn well you can't that you sing, cannot yeah. sing, but you want to get your, you know, they'll show you for a minute. You get your 60 seconds of fame, and next thing you know, you're William Hung. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting yeah. produced, Shavang, Shavang. <laughs> getting produced yeah. albums. Yeah. Um, 
readings from the phone book is my yeah. answers to that, yeah. right? So someone puts that in there, and it's very much like you were talking about hot dog water, right? It's like, so put that in there, and people flock to it. And when they got there, he literally was reading from mm-hmm. the phone book. And then at first, it's funny, because you're like, ah, this yeah. is that. Wait a minute. 20 minutes later. Is that all you're going to do? Like, you are seriously going to... See, that's an, that's an expression among stand-up comedians. I could have read from the phone book. Yeah. It, it's like a sort of a hack. Not yeah. I don't want to say hack, but it's a generic kind of thing that when... How was the crowd? I could have read from the phone yeah. book. So somebody literally took that expression and said, I'm going to read from the phone book. Yeah. The audience turned on that guy, though. No. You don't say. Yeah. Well, can you believe that? Like, did, do, now, do people ever demand a refund? Yeah, they did there. Yeah. No, they <laughs> did, sure did, did there. There, well, Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's buyer beware, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, kind of, but like that was a, in, in, in that particular instance, it was defined that what is a show? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is a right. show? Yeah. So, but if you're, tr- are you truly unjured, uncensored? Like, you know, are right. you? Like, yeah. this is way before my time, right? I yeah, just remember yeah. I was an artist in the festival and I heard about this guy and I was like, oh, he's duping people. That dude's just going to totally yeah. read from a phone book. Uh, That's all he's going to do. At the door, yeah. yeah. Uh, Murray. You know, it's too bad we don't have more time with you. We have about three minutes, and I think mm. Andrew and I both would be remiss. We know the guide's out. We know when the festival's happening. When can we get tickets? Where can we get tickets? And how many venues are you going to be, you know, handing out tickets to this year for the shows? So um, I believe we're just shy of 40 venues this year. Mm. We um, What's interesting is, like, with the growth of shows, it wasn't that we grew in venues. It's just that um, more shows within each of the venues happened this year um, was one of them. So next Wednesday, the 8th of August, um, tickets will be on sale as of noon. And you Perfect. can get them uh, online at fringetheater.ca. W- would you recommend online or go down and... Uh... Well, what's really intriguing um, is there's those beautiful mini fringer and double mini fringer passes. And there's kind of a lineup that happens mm. for them. Uh, kind of like a rock show, you know, getting in line for the tickets. Um, and... But they're not getting screwed over by bots online? And... <laughs> no, no, bots, <laughs> bots aren't in the way yet. Not, not, but we, we kind of split in half. There's a, there's a very li- limited offering um, that you can buy in person and a very limited offering that you can buy online as well. Okay. And we find that the ones like online, they sell out within like minutes. It's pretty incredible. And if you're a performer at the festival, yep. I assume the app is still uh, running. So we do not have an app anymore. What we've done oh, is we... No. Uh, I know. we your we, app. It's, it's apps. What's crazy about an app is this, is that you have to go with a big company from a support point of view, mm. but it's always the independent that has the great idea and then all of a sudden they're gone. Right. So your app's done. Nobody's like fixing it. You know right, what I mean? Right. And they're an expensive venue, uh, a venture. So what we've tried to do is get as mobile friendly as we can, but we're, we're we're still moving towards what is the answer for mobile devices. So can performers or producers check online to see how their ticket sales are? Yes, going? they sure can. You okay. bet. Well, yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as they can do that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, important. we've got a really incredible um, artist database system that's in place now yeah. for the artists to be able to to do. And I love the name of it. It's called Aventotron. You know, Aventotron. I would buy a ticket to that if you promised he would read from the phone book. Those yeah. are, <laughs> sounds like an old video game system. Yeah, that's why I love saying yeah, it yeah, like that. Aventotron. Yeah, yeah, play uh, Pac-Man for two hours straight on the Inventotron. <laughs> we have literally less than 20 seconds. Is there anything we should have asked you that we didn't, Murray? Well, you know what people forget? The Fringe is fun. Yes, it is. Right? And I think that, like, come and have some fun. And I believe it's one of the, 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 the unique experiences that you have where... 
audience and artists can have an instant connection, um, and 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 it's just it's it's. Do you still have the late night uh, late night cabaret? Come on by. Yeah, yeah. Tickets sell out fast. So they do, and you can meet some of the performers. And you bet. Yeah, yeah. Rob Elbows, it's a really good time. Murray, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we didn't have enough time to talk to talk to you about everything, but we'll do it again next year. And yeah, let's do that. Hour. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that's great. I would love that. Perfect. Break a leg. Thank you. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.